All right, welcome back to our week two of uh, sharing your faith here at our Sunday seminar as we just wrapped up with Morgan uh, leading our second session. And uh, tonight we kind of continued the conversation but then kind of turned a corner as well and um, he broke it into two different kind of uh, sections here. So talked more about the gospel in one part and uh, how do we uh, filter through what it means through these three R's that you mentioned, reality, redemption, and response, and then shifted it to methods and talked about just different ways we can uh, share the gospel and do that uh, more strategically or organically and, um, you know, just filling out conversations and relationships with the people that you have. So um, as we do start off, it was really encouraging just to be reminded of the gospel through uh what is the gospel? What does it mean for us? And uh, how do we identify, you know, speaking to other people about the gospel and hearing what are they saying and uh, putting these three R's into uh, into play? So um, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about that um, that section that you had for us? Great. So um, tonight the main goal was to cover the content of the gospel and then a couple of different methods for sharing the gospel. And when we talked about the content, we brought up these three words, reality, redemption, and response, partially because um, we want to be aware of the person that we're talking to, uh, where they are. Uh, so some people that we engage with, maybe they grew up in the church or they grew up in a uh, religious environment and they have certain categories in place already. And so for us to you know, immediately dive into a response type conversation could be a healthy thing. You know, Maybe we would ask something like, if you died tonight, uh, do you know where you would spend eternity? Or uh, if you uh, had to stand before God right now, why would he let you into heaven? And those questions are good if someone has the categories of reality and redemption uh, already in their mind and, the, and in their heart. Because then those questions draw out someone's idea of what the appropriate response is to the gospel. But we talked about how more and more uh, we need to be careful about not assuming that people already know uh, the story of the gospel and especially not assuming that people already uh, see the world the same way that we do. So we started with reality, and we talked about uh, how Paul in Acts chapter 17, uh, when he went into this, this place called Athens, he did share a little bit about redemption, and he shared a little bit about our call to respond, but he spent most of his time talking about the reality of the world. I just want to read a little bit of this section for you. This is Acts chapter 17, uh, starting in verse 24 says the God who made the world and everything in it being Lord of heaven and earth does not live in temples made by man nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything and he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him. So that's just one of the, one of the segments from that speech that, that Paul gave. And what we see in it is that he's not talking about Jesus dying on the cross. 
He's not talking about sin. He's not talking about our need to place our faith in Jesus. He's simply backing up and talking about the way the Bible presents the view of reality, that there is a God, that this God doesn't need anything from us, that everyone who exists comes from this God, and that God wants to have a relationship with every human being. And so these are just basic uh, concepts of reality that we want to engage with people about. So if the person that you're wanting to share your faith with uh, didn't grow up around Christianity or wouldn't be able to tell you what it means that uh, Jesus came and lived and died and rose from the dead, you may need to back up and just talk to this person about why do they believe that human beings exist? Uh, Do they believe that there is a God? Do they believe that there is a heaven or a hell? And to then explain why you do, uh, to explain why you believe that our lives will be judged and why we are held accountable to, uh, to God for the lives that we live. Um, these things are just basic reality, and we want to en- engage with people on that level. Uh, but then we talked about redemption. So the next step would be redemption. And we talked about 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And 1 Corinthians chapter 15, Paul explicitly tells us what the gospel is. Uh, in 1 Corinthians 15, starting in verse 3, Paul says, For I delivered to you as of first importance. So let me just pause there for a second. The reason Paul says this is of first importance is because uh, in all reality, uh, even when we talk about the response to the gospel and when we talk about the reality of the world in which we live, um, this good news, this good news of what Jesus has done to accomplish redemption is the most important thing that we need to share uh, with the people that we talk to about the gospel. So he says, For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. So this is the core of the gospel, that God's response to our sin was to send his son to die on the cross for our, the punishment that we deserved, and then to rise from the dead, conquering death and hell and our sin. And so that is the most important and the core of the message that we need to share with people. And so you may find that the person that you're talking to simply already you know, believes that there is a God, believes uh, that, that judgment is imminent, believes in heaven and hell, uh, but they might need to hear again uh, or for the first time what God has done through his son, Jesus Christ, and how this shows us that God is a merciful God, that he's a gracious God, that he's a loving God, and that he saves people uh, by giving us a free gift. And then finally, we talked about our response. And we we turned back to Acts chapter 20, where Paul is giving a speech to some other Christians, and he is describing his ministry among them. And uh, starting in verse 18, this is what Paul says. He he says, You yourselves know how I lived among you the whole time from the first day that I set foot in Asia, serving the Lord with all humility and with tears and with trials that happened to me through the plots of the Jews, how I did not shrink from declaring to you anything that was profitable and teaching you in public and from house to house, testifying both to Jews and to Greeks, of repentance toward God and of faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. 
And so we talked about tonight that the appropriate response to the gospel, that if this is what God has done for us in Jesus Christ, in coming after us to save us, in dying on the cross, in rising from the dead, then the appropriate response is for us to repent of our sin, which means to turn back to God and run back into his arms, and then place our faith in Jesus. That means both trusting him to lead us as our king, as our Lord, and it also means trusting that his righteousness that he provides is what makes us acceptable before God. And so these three things, reality, redemption, and response, uh, these are the things that we need to share, share with others. These are the things that people don't naturally know. Uh, we're all naturally believing that if we do believe in God, we believe that we have to earn our way to him. We believe that we have to work our way to him. Or we may believe that just because we were born into this world, that God loves us and that he's going to give us heaven simply because we exist. And so uh, we have the great privilege of talking to people both about the reality as the Bible presents, presents it, as redemption as the Bible presents it, and then the appropriate response as the Bible presents it. Uh, so Kyle, I'm curious, man, as we work through these three things, uh, was, were there any highlights or anything that stood out to you about uh, looking at this reality, redemption, and response? I thought it was all of them each had, a, uh, I guess, a piece of um, some kind of resemblance or um, some part of it was applicable to at least my life. I could think of conversations or um, just in areas where maybe I need to even reset myself and uh, thinking through the gospel, through um, just where am I at in my present reality in life and then um, just this whole re- the the redemption one and really being the main one just constantly reminding myself of the gospel because um, if we don't have that then we can't we're not sharing anything uh, if mm-hmm. we do use this so that yeah. is like our you know foundation for why we're doing this and what we're doing so um, I really enjoyed um, just rethinking you know the gospel what does it mean for my life and where does it where is it fitting in and where God has me now? So, um, cool. Yeah. Nice. All right. And so with that, uh, uh, we do get the gospel. We have the gospel message and, um, we have just wisdom from God, uh, that he's given us. And now after we're saved, after God calls us to himself, well, we don't just get to sit around and do nothing and wait for, heaven to come uh we're called to continue to take the gospel and share and you gave us a a few different methods um of course it's not all encompassing because there's you know endless amounts of ways to to share the gospel but you gave some really good um easy applicable um resources to uh just how do we share this message and how do we do it without uh disqualifying ourselves or um you know being scared or anything so um, talk a little bit about those methods that you shared with us. Yeah. Yeah. So first off, the reason that we wanted to give some different methods, we were working on a spectrum from um, more structured to organic. And the reason why is because we're all different. Some of us will probably share more comfortably through a more structured approach where we have a very clear picture of what we're trying to paint as we talk to somebody about the gospel but then others of us probably enjoy just having more uh, organic conversations where we're asking questions and just getting to know someone and 
slowly uh, sharing with them the truth uh, in the midst of a more informal conversation. But we think that um, each of these methods are great and they're helpful as long as we're actually sharing. That's the key. And so um, we went through three three methods. The first one is called the three circles method. Uh, there's an app actually on the app store that you can find that that details the three circles method. And then and then you could also type it in on YouTube or Google. Just type in three circles gospel sharing, and you'll see plenty of resources. Uh, what I like about this particular method is that you get to start out by talking about how God created the world, and you talk about what why we were made that we were made in God's image, that we were made to glorify him, and that we were made to have a relationship with him. But then you talk about how sin uh, entered the world and we all turned away from God and that that leads to brokenness. And this is where, depending on who you're sharing with, you can really you know, tap into your relationship with them and you understand their life. And at the end of the day, all of us have different brokenness in our life. And so we can talk about the different rela- relational or emotional or um, sociological you know, issues or brokenness that we see in the world around us. Uh, and then ultimately, we always want to remind people that the, the worst brokenness that we see in the world is the brokenness of the relationship between God and humanity. And then we see that God's response uh, to the brokenness of the world is the gospel, that God could have, if he'd wanted to, wiped his hands clean and walked away and would have been totally justified to judge us all and send us to hell and uh, but instead out of love and mercy and grace he sent jesus to live and die and rise from the dead and then again one of the things i really love about the three circles method is after you talk about faith and repentance then it shows you how you can then pursue the very design that god created you for that if if having a relationship with him and bringing glory to him is why he made us then even though we had wrecked that with our sin Because of what he has done for us in Jesus, we can now pursue the original intention that he had for our lives. And so that's that's a couple of things that I really like about the three circles method. And then we talk about the bridge diagram. Uh, The bridge diagram is super simple, but it's great because you can kind of talk about it with anybody uh, in a short amount of time, or you can embellish on it and and make it make it um, make it longer. Uh, But basically, the idea is you're wanting to communicate that when God made humanity, we had a good relationship. But then after sin entered the world and man turned away from God, uh, there was a great chasm. And so you kind of draw, it's almost like you draw two mountains on either side of each other. And God is on one side and humanity's on the other. And there's this infinite gap between God and man that can't be overcome by our efforts or our good works. And so then you write sin in the middle and then you write God's wrath in the middle because that's what we deserve. We deserve God's judgment. But again, because God is merciful, gracious, loving, as it says in Romans 6.23, that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. So then you draw a cross in the middle showing how Jesus is the bridge between God and man. Uh, Jesus reconciles us back to God so that we can have fellowship and, and live with him. So the bridge diagram is really simple. It's another one that if you just type it in on YouTube or Google, uh, you'll easily be able to find more resources on that. But as we move our way across the spectrum, the final final one is just simply learning to ask good questions. Uh, I share with the group that my favorite uh, question to start a a gospel conversation with is simply to ask someone, uh, hey, 
do you have any particular religious beliefs? And so I just like to hear their background, hear their story. And normally once you ask that question, there's no turning back. You're going to have a nice, fun conversation about spiritual things uh, because you've opened that door. And then after you've asked maybe more questions based on what they said, to then in response say, well, would it be all right if I share with you what I believe? And then take the opportunity to share the gospel uh, at that point. But those questions can, can be dragged out through a relationship over time, uh, or that kind of conversation can happen um, at, over a lunch or at a coffee or, or just when you bump into a stranger. Um, and what we did was we took the three R's, reality, redemption, and response, and we talked about it through the lens of questions. And we'll just kind of finish up with this tonight. Uh, so first, we talked about reality in, in light of prayer. A really great question that you could ask somebody would be, do you believe that there is a God who answers prayer? Uh, that question is getting at their view of the world. It's getting at what they believe about reality. But then a follow-up question that has to do with redemption would be this. Why do you believe that God should listen to our prayers or answer our prayers? Because what you're asking is, uh, really, why should God accept us? Why should we be welcome into his family? And we know that the answer is because of what Jesus has done. But when you ask that question, you'll probably find out uh, what that person believes about redemption. And then from the standpoint of response, uh, a great question regarding prayer would be, uh, what does your prayer life look like? Because what you're trying to, trying to get at is, you know, this person might have all the right answers. They might be able to explain the reality of life and redemption through Jesus, but they just might not be walking in faith. They might not actually have repented of their sins and turned back to Jesus. And so by asking the question about how their actual prayer life is, you're moving from just theory and their answers on the page, and you're really trying to highlight their real life with whether they trust in Jesus or not. And so that was just one way we talked about how you could in a very more organic kind of questioning way, work uh, with someone from reality through to response, uh, through the lens of prayer. And so uh, that's pretty much where we ended up tonight. And I have a feeling that we'll kind of pick right back up there next week and begin to talk about how we uh, use our own stories to then share this gospel that we've been uh, talking about the last two weeks. Cool. Yeah, I think these... Uh these three that we just kind of briefly talked about. Um, just, I have this funny flashback of the bridge diagram from when we were in college and learned it at Beach Project with Campus Outreach. And mm-hmm. just how it was super simple for even somebody who is fresh in their faith and um, maybe not very comfortable. It was uh, fun to walk up to complete strangers and draw it on the sand of the beach and <laughs> uh, just being super awkward and but it was fruitful and it grew us a lot, I believe, and mm-hmm. uh, gave us a boldness we didn't know we needed. Mm-hmm. So cool. Uh, I think these are really cool um, methods and just a great reminder of the gospel. And uh, is there anything as we look forward to next week? Do you have anything? I just want to encourage everybody again, these two, particularly the first two, um, the, bri- the, br- uh, the bridge diagram and the three circles method. There's lots of great resources out there. And so if just listening to us talk about it, you, you don't quite understand how they, how they work, type it in on Google. Go on YouTube. I promise you can find really good resources to help you uh, become better. And then 
uh, the last thing I said with regards to this more structured approach is like, don't be afraid to use a structured approach when sharing your faith. It's okay. Uh, people don't uh, probably think the way you think, and it's easy to get in your own head and not want to share just because you don't want to be weird about drawing a diagram or you don't want to be weird about drawing something on a napkin. But sometimes it can just be the best way to tell someone about Jesus because it actually puts something concrete on the page that gives them a very clear picture of what we believe as Christians. And so don't be afraid to use these methods, um, even though it might feel a little bit awkward. Uh, it is something that God has used and will continue to use um, as we faithfully are willing to share our faith. Cool. All right. I appreciate it, Morgan. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. See you next week.